You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 360th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in the city of beautiful Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. Cutting in here just a little bit longer than usual to say this will be the first and last you hear of me on this episode because I messed up my track when we recorded on Sunday night. So uh, Monday night I went to edit this thing for you fine people and I'm I'm not there. So uh, I've done the best I could to make this sound like a reasonably entertaining podcast. I definitely had to cut out uh, most of the funny bits and all the insightful stuff, but um, there's still a good uh, 45 minutes or so of uh, sound. Uh, so uh, hopefully it meets your requirements for the week and uh, hopefully, hopefully all three of us will be back next week and I'll figure out what went wrong with my recording, uh, but enjoy. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Uh, you guys, we've hit a milestone, episode 360. Uh, this podcast has officially come full circle uh, from episode one, in which we were completely right about everything, it turns out. Uh, I listened back to it. Um, we crushed it, um, which... Uh, gives me some reason for concern about tonight's episode, boys. Um, if if my theory is correct, we're either going to be wrong about everything or we've come all the way around and we're going to be right. Um, you guys got any, any theories on this? Well, I did do some math. I did okay. do some math. Okay. 360 episodes. Granted, there's some wild card episodes in there, half episodes, some interviews, but we'll just say 360 episodes of the slow ride podcast, you know, give or take most episodes are an hour. So uh-huh. I have spent 15 days of my life uh-huh. talking to you yahoos about everything and being right about everything, uh, more often than you guys being right. Uh-huh. And I was, I was thinking about this on a ride. I, um, if there's anything that I uh, have come full circle on and in fact, I have, I got a flat tire on my ride the other day, um, needed some help on the old, uh, yeah. I got some head head wheels that are just, man, they're a pain to get the tire off those things. Um, you get the, but, uh, you, you get the cyclist arms, classic cyclist arms. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My thumbs are, um, all ripped to shreds <laughs> because of the textured sidewalls. Um, uh-huh. but what I was going to say is I'm pretty sure when we started this podcast 360 episodes ago, I was using Mr. Tuffy liners, tire liners to protect yeah. against flat tires. hundred percent. And yeah. I think I might need to bring them back because the staple that got me this time would not have gotten through the Tuffy strip and I'm not going pro mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in case you guys were wondering. I think, I mean, that makes some sense, Tim, but you're going to be adding grams and you do want to consider that, um, when you're, when you're adding tire liners to your tires, 
And I also, I think there's maybe more um, advanced options available to you now than, than just the Mr. Tuffy strips. But um, maybe your bigger concern or what I would see as your bigger concern uh-huh. is that your thumbs, your st- thumb strength, as you mentioned, not up to snuff to get those tires off the rim. Um, you are a campy rider, so you should be getting plenty of action with those thumbs, um, plenty of workout. And I'm realizing in Florida, you probably just keep it in that 53, 15 all the time. Cause you got no reason to shift. So you get, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I think you need to uh, maybe retrain your brain into using the thumb and just uh-huh. shifting around um, randomly um, on your group rides a little bit. Bulk up, you know? That is true. I, I might have a little, I mean, I need to, I've got the opposite problem of Valverde for all those years on the <laughs> uh-huh. campy. His thumb, his thumbs are powerful. Yeah. And then now he's on uh, Shimano or whatever. Not so not so powerful thumbs anymore. He doesn't know what to do with them. Or perhaps really too games. powerful. Yeah. Just too powerful yeah. for the Shimano. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that you guys have come back around? Like something that you thought at one time was what we should be doing. And then it went away and now you're like, yeah, I guess we did have it right. 360 um, episodes ago, 15 days ago. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I've, um, I've more done 180s on things than 360s, really. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I think back to some some long held beliefs uh, from my from our messenger days uh, back in the day when I was like, ah, winter time, I don't need anything more than the 23s. You know. Nowadays, yeah. I'm like, I don't even want to ride in beautiful sunny weather, uh, dry and and 70 and gorgeous on anything smaller than a, a 28, you know, and, um, more likely to am be I, like a 35 or 40. Am I an outsider still riding 25s? Yeah. You're the old man. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like those are even wide. The thing about it is, is that I think maybe the, uh, all cyclists everywhere, including everyone listening to this show right now, they're kind of going to have no choice but to come 360 on 23 uh, C tires because that's all that's going to be available <laughs> um, since the shipping containers are not moving across the ocean in the way that they should be or normally are. Uh, and all the bike shops everywhere have 23s aplenty from years and years of stockpile um, piled up. I have been enjoying watching a Marine Tracker. Uh, the app uh-huh. to track the boats. <laughs> and also I subscribed to like a Bloomberg um, freight update and just, yeah, yeah that's boats normal. for 50, yeah. 60 days off of Long Beach. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so fun stuff. Well, guys, we're almost 10 minutes into, well, into this podcast and um, we have yet to discuss the biggest news um, in us cycling right now. Um, I just did a quick scan of mm-hmm. uh uh, cycling tips, fellow news, not mentioned there. Vent mentioned on cycling news, and of course, I'm talking uh-huh. about Christopher Blevins being the first American since 1994 to win a UCI Mountain Bike World Cup at the elite level in Snowshoe, West Virginia, in front of monstrous crowds. I was able to watch some of it. Um, okay, a whole weekend of racing. I want to ask you guys: Do you guys know who the last American was? to win a world cup back in 1994 and it was in British Columbia. I, I had to dig pretty far on the Google machine. 
It took me three clicks to find out who this was. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about mountain bikes, especially back in the 90s. So you took Ned, so I guess I'm going to take Tinker. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only one left. Uh, legendary racer Tinker Juarez, who who I think is Nailed still... It. Uh, Crushed it. Yeah, Tomac's still around, but it was, it was Tinker, who's still racing at... Um, old Pueblo I'm sure every year the 24 hours old Pueblo I remember seeing him at 24 hours of Wausau uh, uh, just crushing it lifelong sponsorship with Cannondale I believe um, so really cool to see uh, Christopher Blevins taking the the win so major congratulations to him uh, I gotta say the the crowds were absolutely insane out there I know that there's a pandemic going on um, I know that West Virginia has the lowest vaccination rate in the entire country, or one of. Um, but Christopher Blevins taking it over Tom Pidcock's best friend, Vlad Daskalou, and Andre Sink in the Elite Men. And then Evie, Evie Richards takes both the short track and XCC over uh, in Snowshoe with Rebecca McConnell and uh, Ann Tauber in third place. Um in my research, I did see that uh, American Riley Amos did win a U23 race this year in Austria, um, World Cup for on the men's side. So also um, pretty cool to see that uh, young up-and-coming American uh, riders on the both elite men and elite women. America's back, baby. Yeah. Um, also in Snowshoe were um, two big uh, downhill races because, remember, they had to make up for uh, – Mount St. Anne not being on the calendar, so they did a downhill one and a downhill two over two days of racing. Mm. And then, so overall, elite women downhill World Cup is Valentina Hole of Rockshock Trek over Miriam Nicole and Camille Blanche. And then on the men's side, Lewich Bruni over Thibaut DePrella and Verger of Trek Factoration in third place. Pretty cool to see um, all the way across the board. Downhill is Fun as always. Once again, an insane crowd. And then the XCC race, um, short track, was a ton of fun. Highly recommend watching the men's and women's um, short track on RedBull.tv for free. Great coverage. Tim, I know you mentioned some of the big sites didn't have any news, so I, I just want to check some of the mountain bike sites. Um, Pink Bike does have it, but uh, the Beta uh, mountain bike site, that they don't have it. They don't. Um, wow. Beta. Oh, uh, is it beta? I don't know. It's beta, but (laughs) here's my question though. Should like, is this bigger news Blevins winning? And I would say the same as if Kate Courtney won on home soil, um, or if Georgia Gould those years ago up in, um, was it Wyndham, uh, New York, if she would have been able to win rather than, uh, flat out. I mean, this should be the big, I mean, this is bigger story than ITT world championships, right? Like the time trial world championships that are going on on the road. Mm, No, I think a world championship is bigger than a world cup, but, um, 30 plus years since like, I, I get it, but it was an American world cup hosted here. Any one on home soil. Uh I'm just a little shocked that it, it hasn't gotten that much big news. Granted, Maybe the newsrooms are short-staffed and there's a lot of stuff going on. Seems you to are me... checking all the roadie sites, too. 
Yeah, but there is like cursory coverage every now and then on some of like the the bigger ones, Velo News and cycling tips of both cyclocross and downhill, or sorry, of, of mountain bike cross country. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I mean, dude, Christopher Blevins was just slaying it at the Tour of Britain. So it's not like he's not racing on the road either, right? And then like Pidcock. I feel like he did okay at Worlds as well. So how how much do you feel how much do you feel bad for Wout not winning today against uh, Ghana? Because he was up at all the time tracks, and then he still lost by six seconds. So it's like Ghana had, you know, knew exactly how much to put out in the tank. Yeah. Well, he, you know, that's why he gets paid the big bucks to keep it interesting there until the until the final. Um, keep you on the edge of your seat, you know. Um, I did uh, find it highly entertaining all the stories uh, from people on the side of the road at the TT. Um, how all the Belgian fans were going absolutely ballistic for Wout and for Remco coming through. And then when Ghana came through, they were like silent. <laughs> Not even cheering. Just like I the, was like the silent some treatment. home crowd advantage. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, but so, uh, yeah, Ghana did uh, silence those cheers uh, in the end, I guess. So tomorrow is the, uh, so we record Sunday night. So tomorrow is the women's, um, elite, uh, ITT. Um, and then we go into the road race. Um, mm-hmm. let's start with the women's road race. Uh, do you guys, if on, um, roller derby, who are you going to be putting your, um, your internet reputation and points on? And I want to remind everybody roller derby, the greatest fantasy cycling site ever spelled the way a cyclist would roller derby. Um, this is mm-hmm. where Spencer once made his move. Years ago, when he put it all on Tor Hushvold to win. Mm-hmm. So right now, um, Annemiek Van Vluten is 6-5 to five favorite. Um, Ellen Van Dyke, 4-1. to one, And Marloon uh, Rousseur is 7-2. Uh, uh, just Van, Annemiek Van Vluten seems like the easy money on this one. Yeah. And then we have um, to go into the road race, which will be next Saturday and Sunday. Um, so... Gentlemen, Roller Derby asks, will a Belgian win the Men's Road World Championships? Ooh, well, I mean, they're going to have to beat Michael Matthews if they want to. Yeah, there we go. I mean, I would hate for Michael Matthews to submarine um, the French uh, title hopes but I'm not one the, to uh, to suggest to like create a world problem here. Mm-hmm. The 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 problem, little guy, with your theory, um, and it's it's a good one. The Danish seem good. The French are like fine, um, but you are wrong um, because <laughs> the winner is shockingly going to come. I think out of left field. I like where you're coming with with this, but your your geography is just a little bit too far north. Okay, let me guess who you're going to say. Uh, you're going to say Alexander Kristoff. Incorrect. That's uh, okay. that's way too far north. Um, okay. All right. No, no, no. You need to be looking down in the land of pasta because the Italians are coming with a super strong team and Sonny Cabrelli is going to come out of left field and take this thing. Uh, he has also been, he's also been winning races leading up to this, left and right, hands down, no problem. He's got all the confidence of the world. He's got Matteo Trenton on the team. He's been winning races. 
Uh, he's got um, some guy named Filippo Ghana. Um, he's on the team, going to pull back anything, going to lead out anything. Uh, they got a very strong team. They got one dud. They got one turd on there. But um, other than that, uh, they, they a, got a very strong a, team. Yeah, they have a real smelly and, uh, one um, sitting. But uh, I, I mean, while I appreciate what you guys are throwing down, I think the uh-huh. answer clearly is just ready to slap us in the face. And that is that um, this is this is clearly Wout Van Aert's um, race to lose, and I I just can't imagine that he doesn't win this thing. He's got a you know a team like Remco is going to have to help him. I just Wout's got it. Um, <laughs> or does Matt? We, we haven't mentioned we haven't mentioned Matthew Vanderpool. No, he has reminded us that he can win a race, and it is Matthew mm-hmm. Vanderpool. And so if Wout Van Aert's going to do well. He's just going to get second place again because Matthew Vanderpool is going to beat him. Um, Spencer, you did mention it. How sweet would it be um, with uh, Bling Matthews with the uh-huh. World Championship stripes? Think of the outfits. It would be a return of the panache of Mario Cipollini in the stripes if he wins. I I would love to see it. I mean, I'd like to see the man win it. Uh, I don't know if I'd go as far as uh, as you just took it there um, to a little bit of a dark place, but that's okay. Um, I'd, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. But I think for me, my pick is Sonny Cabrelli. Um, I think he's, I think people are under, underestimating him. Um, but I do want to give a quick shout out. I do not think uh, this will be a podium place by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> But I do want to give a shout out to the one sole representative from Mexico, um, Eder Freyer. Uh, I'm sure uh-huh. I pronounced that spot on. Riding yeah, for Legion of Los Angeles. Um, so that's kind of awesome. You'll love to see it. Hope he gets in the early break or something, gets some TV time for Legion of LA. Um, I'm going to call the women's race right now. Um, Van Vluten will be taking the title um, at the Women's World Championship. Um, I, I'm excited. That's true either. Oh, you don't. All right. Who do you got? Sir. Uh, on the women's side, I think, um, I mean, the obvious podcast pick has got to be Lisa Klein for Germany. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's who we're all pulling for collectively. Um, but in my, uh, in my heart of hearts, um, maybe it's just cause I like to see the dark horse win. Uh, but once again, I'm going to go with Italy <laughs> on, uh, on, on the women's side. Yeah. Not exactly a dark horse, I guess, but, um, for, for the type of race that this is going to be, I don't think it's going to be a standard race for the women. Um, so I'm not sure who's going to win this. Uh, uh, Alisa Longo Borghini is a, a pretty strong pick. Um, yeah, Bastianelli's but- also be a good pick. Um, Iceland's got a team of three going. Maybe they pull something off. Who knows? I haven't heard of any of them. Well, um, the, let's not. It wasn't that long ago when a solo rider from Austria won the mm-hmm. Olympic gold medal in the most epic fashion. Maybe they can pull it off. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the year. Um, I just think Van Vluten's too strong. Go out on top. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually. I mean, I think Italy will probably win. But let's let's let me just officially officially throw my hat in the ring here for the good old US of A. Lauren Stevens, been riding super mm-hmm. well lately. Um, I think she could pull it off. 
Well, either way, it's going to be a ton of fun um, to watch, and I hope to uh, be able to catch the... Uh, I, I like that it's in uh, Bel- Belgium. Kind of, you know, the type of world championship that's perfect for uh, TJ Van Garderen if he was uh, on the uh, start mm-hmm. list to uh, to take it all. Um, gentlemen, we uh, Spencer, you did bring up uh, Legion. I just want to do a quick shout-out to Legion for sponsoring... Okay. Um, the a crate in Sacramento, California, called the Into the Lion's Den, powered by SRAM, and it's organized by Justin Williams, who is offering up a one hundred thousand dollar prize list to be split evenly between men's and women's. Now, wow, no, uh, ten thousand dollars in premiums in each race and forty thousand dollars in prize money to the top ten in each race. Love it, ballsy move. Love the hundred thousand wow. dollars. I do have one quick caveat, though, that was pointed out on um, Twitter that they are calling it and the media, the news media, not doing the Mm. research here, the richest crit in U.S. history, even throwing in U.S. history. I just want to give a shout out to the Presbyterian Hospital Invitational Crit or the Charlotte Criterium, which lasted for about eight years from 2004 to 2011 offered up a $125,000 prize list. Um, it's still 25% bigger than the Sacramento crit. So I'd love to see if they're really going to go for the history tag. You got to throw down. I, I know I'm not trying to be a stickler, but it was pointed out um, by a, a friend of the pod, uh, Colby Cheesy on Twitter. This is the original crit beef. What, what, <laughs> what crit has a higher purse? Um, and I am stoked at a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe they're following the lead of the Grant Park crit. I hope so. I really hope that's what put them over the top. Maybe they're going to have even more amazing trophies than what we brought to the table for the women's race. I hope so. I hope it's next level. I can't wait to watch this crit because for a hundred thousand dollars, I sure hope I'm able to watch this on television. Maybe not on TV, but. I, I tuned out uh, a little bit there, um, Tim, while you were talking, as yeah. I as I tend to do. Mm-hmm. Um, was the payout for the men's and women's that's, race equal? That's the question. I'm assuming not. And I think, Spencer, that's a, a very fair point. Um, it's the overall price. And I would be very disappointed if it was $125,000 just for the men's race. Um, right. I don't know if it was the between the two. I'll try to do mm-hmm. a little bit more info because that could be the way that it is the richest in history hear yeah, you for sure on that for sure. so i'll do a little bit um, more research one one quick other just note about this crit which is cool is also the men's and women's pro races are both 70 minutes long so they are equal in length as well yeah doing it right they're doing it right over there so i'm excited to, to see how this one plays out so i went to the old trusty usa cycling website to bring uh-huh. up the uh the presbyterian crit from uh 2013 so this is a little 2013 it's not when it was peak time 2011 was 125,000 um i am just seeing here that the men's paid 50,000 that year and it was a 50 mile race and the women mm-hmm. was a $25,000 prize list at 25 miles so again the into the lions den is way cooler way better uh-huh. Because of uh-huh. equal time, like you just pointed out, equal payout, equal preems in both. Major shout outs. I want another so, $26,000 put on there to really just drive it home. Because otherwise, 
jerks are just going to have the asterisks on it. Well, hmm, yeah, I think I think there's the caveats there of the richest crit overall, like for everybody is uh-huh. certainly this one. Um, and I don't know why you're not going back further on USA Cycling's records there. Maybe they just don't have <laughs> that a, information. Um, I was shocked. Which, I was shocked. I was yeah. able to find one. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm saying, you know, where does this 126,000 come from? Is that just legend or is there evidence of this actually happening somewhere? No, th- there's legends of it. I mean, I'm I'm looking at multiple. <laughs> I just can't see the official there's, race there's, flyer. Cycling there's legends news. of me doing well in bike races too, but there's no official records of this. So I can say it all I like. So Lucio won the very last one in 2011. Um, again. Uh-huh. I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, um, but you are, uh, you know, you are trying to throw a spanner in the works as it were. You're trying to throw an unbreakable tire lever in the works. Um, yeah. and, uh, I, I think this one might snap. I'm <laughs> well, not if I had the toughy, um, iron, but I would say that, uh, I would not put it past this crit not having uh, this. Crit, there's no way this crit had evil even prize list. I mean, I'm just no, assuming. Absolutely not. But, it looks like, <laughs> like uh, far from it. <laughs> anyway, um, well, gentlemen, uh, it's that time. We should go to Belgium talk to our world championship correspondent, getting ready to don the world championship tattoo. Of course, I'm talking about Bling Matthews. Kerry Werner, and you're listening to the Slow Rock Podcast. All right, guys, here we are in the Prem Lap once again, brought to us by our good friends at the Wide Angle Podium Network. Boo, 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 boo. Head over to wideanglepodium.com <laughs> to find out more about our bevy of shows. Major shout outs to Cyclecross Radio for their continued coverage. V of their uh, cyclocross um, CX hairs news bulletin. And are, it's great to see they're crushing it with the mountain bike coverage and the cross coverage right yeah. now. They're doing double duty and putting out a lot of great content over there. UCI cross uh, races in Virginia, mm-hmm. Bill and the gang are there with updates daily. So if you want to see, what is happening? You would just subscribe to the bulletin, but it's also just great to see what is happening in Cyclocross as it does exist, and we are all um, going through it. So, mm-hmm. major shout out um, to Bill, and that is the type of independent cycling media that you can get. You can get the coverage of Curtis White winning today over or on Saturday over Kerry Werner and Michael Vandenham. Or so, anyways, real great to see all the way across the board. So check it out. And major shouts to our cohorts on the Wide Angle yep. Podium Network, Grodio, Nowhere Fast, the world famous Criterium Nation, the mm-hmm. birth, the birther of crit beef. You you know Criterium Nation is going to have all the details on this Lions Den hundred thousand dollar crit. Um, you know that that is going to be the case. He's going to dig into this and really get the answers to all the questions that we don't even uh, know where to find answers. Um, and also, you know, Grodio, of course you mentioned, um, Amanda Nauman over there doing uh, a ton of great stuff with that oh. show. Just recently, she did have to cancel her mammoth tough event, uh, yeah. gravel race because of the forest fires there in California. So I think if, uh, if you're feeling 
um, generous. Uh, it would be a great thing to do to uh, become a donor at the Wide Angle Podium Network uh, and support our show, but then also kick some some bucks Grodio's way um, to uh, help them recover the uh, sunk costs into that event. I can't imagine the stress of having to deal and make a call so close to race day. But the picture is coming out of Amanda Nauman's yeah. Instagram account. Everyone go check it out. They're, they're there right now riding the course, doing what they can for the local tourism bureau because they, they were canceled in, due to threat of fire, uh, forest fire. Um, of course, naturally, it's, it's sunny blue skies mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know beautiful air because that's how these things work. But, I mean, it looks amazing. Check it out to see um, what Amanda's doing. And it's definitely an event I want to put on my calendar to go to. Um, maybe it's something that uh, the slow ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, it it moved. I could beat you guys. Yeah, again. that's I a mean, great idea. It moved right to the top of my list, right over um, the Doc Hollywood. Yeah, well, it definitely has way more professional organization behind it than the uh, the old Doc Hollywood here in Micanopy, Florida. Um, but you know. Uh, shout outs to Grimper Brothers for their mm-hmm. continued um, coffee blends. Head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out more. And then finally, you can always go to um, Buckler Skincare for the very own Miracle Wap chamois cream. Um, I just got a re-up and it's fantastic. Bucklerskincare.com, Miracle Wap chamois cream. Smooth, smooth. Gentlemen, let's get back to the show. Noble, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, here we are. And I got to admit, last week, we did a pretty poor job of getting to the listener emails. And we got one of the best emails of all time. This one comes to us from friend of the pod, Adam Shoup, who has emailed us before. And he joined as a listener in 2020. And he went back to episode 219 when we talked about the Schwamigan 40 recap corner. When we went to Schwamigan and I beat you. Now, you may recall Uh that a couple weeks ago, we talked about Corinne Rivera's fiance, who we only knew as a Lebecki. But we did not go deep into the results because he's wearing the Schwamigan shirt where we were, right? right. So he's yeah. wearing the shirt yes. of the race edition. This. We were there. Yep. Now I will be. I want to remind you guys that I got 801st place in the uh, in the race. Um, little mm. guy, you got 1,128th, and Spencer finished right behind you in 1129. Um, real cool. Adam goes on to say in the subject line. In the subject line, Adam writes us. <laughs> I regret to inform you, Corinne Rivera's fiance is faster than you. And he looked it up. Uh. Nathaniel, and it might be Nate, it might be Nathaniel, apologies, um, but Nathaniel Lebecki, 98th place from Newport Beach, California, in the single speed male category. Top 100 on single I'm, I'm speed. I'm sorry, you, you, you broke up just a little bit. Did you say 1098th? <laughs> yes just barely beats you guys um okay however just as gc is not only a battle of a grand tour there are many races within the race 
Let's go to the pain face contest. Adam writes, he went in and he found uh-huh. a picture of little guy's bike actually working. Um, not too bad. Looking pretty good. He's got the beard. Um, Spencer, full schleck crossing the finish line. Letting it all hang out there. Obviously. Probably probably trying to outsprint yeah. little guy um, there. And then uh, a classic picture of me just looking to, like a mess. But I am wearing rocking the baggy shorts um, because I'm a true mountain biker. Um, and, uh-huh. you know, Corinne Rivera's fiance just looks pro. Pro uh, pro AF. Um, and Adam continues, Tim, you may have won the top podium spot between the three of you. But for me, you are eliminated first in this contest. The sunglasses alone, out of the question. No, sir. Corinne Rivera's fiance looking a little too cool for school. I like an underdog. So it's between little guy and mm-hmm. Spencer. And this is a difficult one for best pain face. I mean, it was little all g- day, really. Little guy's trying to keep the mud out of his actual glasses. Helmet's a little out of place, almost like Primos mm-hmm. in the 2020 Tour TT. But his beard mm-hmm. game is strong. Spencer, as he said on the recap, lost the will to go any further before the last two miles. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. The dirt on the... <laughs> the dirt on I his... see my dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell, the dirt on his very white base layer looks almost like the flooring company team's wolf hair kit. The pain is real. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think I'm voting for Spencer on this one. Perhaps you should submit a poll to the Twitter masses. Oh, I, we should. Spencer's pain face does look miserable. I mean, <laughs> it's a good one. Spencer's uh, has the image of a broken man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad. Um, uh, but, you know, deep inside, I did have the, the fire lit inside of me, knowing that Tim had disqualified himself and little guy would be standing on the side of the trail had I not given him a tube. So two, I'll give you two. <laughs> so I, you know, deep down, I did have that, uh, the drive to f- cross the line knowing that I would be the victor. Oh, really? Okay. Um, well, thanks for the email, Adam. Fantastic. Love it. Uh, great to, uh, great, great for you to check in this yeah. out. And, uh, thank you so much. Gentlemen, it's it's at that point where I, unfortunately we have to get into um, some some sad and in, in, uh, news and that I mean Chris Anker Sorensen passed away going to the World Championships to cover um, the event for Dutch TV. He w- was around when we first started getting into racing. He was one of he kind of came into the CSC Pro Team like right when we were peak, really getting into it two thousand six two thousand seven. Um, in 2009, he did win the Japan Cup um, race, which was, uh, you know, most definitely a highlight of the career, I'm sure, along with mm-hmm. um, some other uh, great finishes. And it's just absolutely, it just reminds us that no other sport in the world, I think, depends on government infrastructure, safety of others than cycling, especially in particular road cycling. Um, and it reminds us all uh, of the dangers that are out there. It was um, enjoyable to look back through, uh, you know, like his, like when you, when you see like the teams that he was on over the years, and then just to see some of the, the kits that he had when he was on the Tinkoff Saxo, and mm-hmm. it like starts to make you think mm-hmm. of like, from everything we've read is that he is, you know, awesome dude. And then you're like, man, can you imagine a guy like that who for all references is a stand-up guy having to deal with Oleg Tinkoff? Like it reminds you of just the madness that Tinkoff was, 
and then mm-hmm. the various kits with like eagles on there and it just it becomes so ingrained into like your what you remember as a um as a fan of cycling and then you see it and you're just like oh my god like you just see some of the pictures of uh the riders but anyway i i, I digress mm-hmm. but it, it's definitely something that i wanted to uh give a shout out um here uh to chris anker Sorensen um on the pod um similarly but much less tragically um you know we did have the announcement of Tony Martin retiring as well. So he will be yeah. leaving the sport. Um, kind of going out on a strong ride there with sixth place in the uh, in the world's TT. Just kind of painful um, probably for the rest of his life. They didn't quite make that wide ankle podium. Um, but uh, I'm going to miss that guy. Uh, he, he always brought it um, to the races. Yeah, and he started 2005 – for Gerald Steiner, he he was a rider that you know has had to deal with a friend of the <laughs> favorite of the pod, Patrick Lefave, for the, all those mm-hmm. years that he was on Omega Pharma and uh, Quickstep, uh, who you know just reared his ugly head out once again. Why again do teams choose to sponsor this individual? is beyond me is a mystery with his open negotiation of Mark Cavendish who, you know, I'm happy those guys can get along. Um, but it is, it does show like, you know, he's throwing Cavendish under the bus. I don't know. Cavendish was arguably the, one of the best stories of this year's tour de France coming back. Like, I don't know. It was pretty cool Mm -hmm. to see Cavendish win those stages, regardless of how you feel about him. The old man still got it. And it was cool to see. And then yeah. what he's doing with Sam thought, Bennett before the world championships. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's a mess over there. Um, I thought the quote about Cavendish was pretty rough, uh, you know, where he said we saved Cavendish's skin and now he thinks he can cash in. And I'm like, you did, but also he kind of saved your entire tour. Um, That's you know, like, And the last I, time Quick Step won a green jersey was, I don't know, 40 years ago or something crazy. So... Uh, I would say it's pretty 50 50 there, but they did work it out. Cavs got another one year contract. So I guess water under the bridge, but it's so um, weird. Like that, that quote Spencer, let's, let's sit on that for just a second more because the, the fact that he Cavendish got in because of the specialized sponsorship, I think it's kind of like the open secret that specialized was like, okay, you got to go. If you're specialized now and you hear, um, you know, LaFave saying that like he saved the skin and you're like, Eh, really yep. did he because like your sponsor paid for him to be there and also gives you the bikes that did like you did nothing you drove a car and just <laughs> yelled at people yeah. like i don't again i just don't for him to do that on cavendish like is just not cool and then the sam bennett thing is just like oh well, sam bennett thing's outrageous this this whole situation is crazy but sam bennett to his credit Playing it very well. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of staying quiet in the media in general. Um, and then, you know, when uh, when Lefebvre was uh, talking trash about, um, you know, he needed to uh, start a race or how, how could he start for Ireland in the World Championships if he hadn't ridden for, couldn't ride for quick step. So he starts and does 7K <laughs> in yeah. a race and then pulls out and is like, oh, yeah, see, I rode. So now there's punishment. Um, which we like to pretend, you know, oh, that doesn't happen. Like, uh, teams don't really do that. Clearly they do because he's made headlines with it. Yeah. 
And then like no one wants to talk to Sam. Like don't let him see me talking. Like I like you. You're cool. Like you're like you're trying to like hand him a goo under the table. Like like you're or, or <laughs> you're the the mechanic who needs to get all Sam Bennett's bikes ready and they need to be prepped and ready for the race. But you know he's gonna ride one k and then drop out. <laughs> and you're just like man, this sucks. But I can't not do a good man, job. So it's gonna be cool to see if there's like when he's at Bora, there's like a Netflix style documentary where they go over. Um, like, you know, this last season, and then he just does a tell-all at the start. But, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, great to see. Gentlemen, one last thing. Happy trails from Team Movistar of Miguel Angel Lopez, who is no longer mm. on the squad after his um, the Vuelta exit. Uh, it is going to make a hell of a good watch on Netflix Season 3. <laughs> Where does he end up? I think, uh, you know, the problem with him is he always end up going to teams where uh, he is not going to be the clear leader. And I think he needs to um, really address that head on and maybe sign with a team like UAE or something. Um, In the past, we have done, um, we have mentioned bike comp or sorry, car companies making bikes. We have a new entry into the, um, into the fold. We have talked about, you know, the GMC Denali bike, uh, some of these others, uh, Ferrari always has one that's like go way overpriced. Uh, BMW has entered in with a new e-bike. It's actually a concept e-bike um, that they introduced okay. at Eurobike. Uh, it uh, it's the iVision Ambi A M B Y. Um, go check it out. It looks amazing. Calling it a pedalic, and it just oh it. It's a pretty badass I, looking bike. It's got the can. It's Canyon. So it's got the Canyon kind of integrated stem. Uh, my first impression is that I don't think this meets the UCI regulations. Um, <laughs> so there, there might be some trouble here with the geometry, but, uh, you know, maybe they'll fix that. Well, so Tim, I, I haven't read this article, but is there an Ambi? I, is it I Ambi or E Ambi? Um, is there a, a three and a five and maybe even a seven, and uh, can I get an M series? Because I'm going to want the M series. I I I do not know, but I think that there is a Ambi uh, 20, an Ambi 26, an Ambi 700, and then the little known Ambi 29. Huh? Never heard of it. It does have the moto, um, the telescoping uh, shock, right? With the like the upside down shock for mountain bikes, but the the moto uh-huh. the moto style shock for motorcycles. Um, anyway, fun stuff as always. Um, well, gentlemen, we are past 15 days of recording. We're well on to our 16th day. We'd like to thank all of the listeners and supporters. Once again, <laughs> shout out to Jason and Ryan from ride more bicycles in Pensacola, Florida for hooking us up with some sweet water bottles. Next time we'll get Spencer involved. Send us an email at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod. Uh-huh. We'd also uh, head, o- head, o- <laughs> head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out about the bevy of shows on the network, including Criterium Nation, which will get into the richest criterium in American history going out in Sacramento, California. And we'd like to thank Buckler Skin Care for the Miracle Wap Chamois Cream at bucklerskincare.com and Grimper Brothers for their exclusive coffee blends at wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando.
And this is Spencer in Massachusetts reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. That's true. That's a strong point, little guy. Wow. What an episode. That was amazing. When that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh, man, that was great. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio, and we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com, become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now. Cyclocross friends.